That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper. It's week 11. We are knee deep in it. We Basically, it's almost set to get your playoffs ready, get on your playoff stretch run. We are here to get those lineups set. I got some fantasy friends to help you get that W, much needed W, to get that playoff run going. It's time for TSS. Fantasy. And if you couldn't tell, I didn't have the intro done. It's time for TSS Fantasy. Being a football player, you don't have to take a shower to go to work. There it is. There it is indeed. And there it is indeed. And as I mentioned, we got some fantasy friends in the house. A return of the Mac. The judge is in the house. Judge Jordan, welcome into the studio, my friend. It is good to be back. And for what it's worth, that intro was absolutely perfect. <laughs> fumbling stumbling bumbling as chris still Berman getting in the end zone baby <laughs> chris fox glad the what does the fox say uh welcome into the studio my friend the fox says break out the glow sticks boys the intro is on that's what i'm talking about it's time for tss break fantasy let's go <laughs> it's friday night we are feeling all right welcome into the studio justin jesus herrera yeah yeah let's go hold on i gotta say it better yeah <laughs> Justin is excited. Justin is on his way to Ireland with his uh wife. So congratulations. What a great trip that's gonna be. I was telling him before the show started, I know when I get to Ireland, I'll definitely be putting on a kilt with my balls hanging out and running across some fields and doing some crazy stuff with my face painted. So yeah, I'd totally be excited. They're like, Yeah, forget this guy. All right, so anyway. <laughs> this man's going all William Wallace over here. <laughs> uh, Colt Martin, welcome into the studio, my friend. We appreciate you have having you in. He said, Fantasy Jesus saved my injury riddle squad. That. That would be a blessing, uh, to say the least. Fantasy right, Jesus well, just on a whole, lost a whole lot of Mark Andrews, so Fantasy Jesus is sending oh, praise man. to everybody right now. Oh, oh wow. my God. Wow. wow, I know. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. All right, well, let's play the Bills first. Go to tssfantasy.com. Look at our latest and greatest rankings. Shop around. Look around. Got lots of uh, big matchups this week. So, uh, again, I definitely would. I got, I got Justin with Josh Allen as his number one QB. I want to talk about that. Um, in a little bit as we go on tonight when we get to that matchup because um, I'm curious. We'll go to Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We're going to bu- double that deposit up to $100, so make sure you go check those out. Lots of great 
um, games and stuff that they play on the weekend. So uh, definitely get, in, get involved with that. Jazz Sportsbook as well. Use the promo code TSS. Lots of great promos there. And if you're looking for some championship bling for next season, look no further than Pro-Am Belts. All right. Now, normally what we do is we bring we, – we talk about Thursday night – football but we got to bring brian in as we talk about thursday night football because as you alluded to last night oh my goodness it was finally we were like oh a great game on thursday night there was more drama off the field than on the field quite frankly it was a crazy night let's bring in brian though so we can at least talk about some of these injuries Wow, 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 wow. I don't even know where to begin. Wowie, wow, wow. Last night would have kept <laughs> you busy for an entire season, my friend. Welcome into the studio. Um, you know, again, um, I wish it was under happier circumstances with all the injuries that happened last night. It almost almost felt like um, you know, very drama-like the way everything was going on. Um, with the injuries with Andrews going down, you had OBJ going down, obviously with Burrow situation. <laughs> So lots of uh, injuries to talk about. Welcome in, my friend, uh, on Friday night. We appreciate you being here. My pleasure. Uh, where do you want to start? Should we, I guess, start with the uh, the big one here, the Joe Burrow story? Um, Get it. What's crazy, What's can you hear me okay? I feel like I'm not. Yeah, you're good. Um, what's crazy is, you know, first, there was speculation that he had this wrist injury before the game. Apparently, people saw him getting off the bus with something on his wrist. And that the Bengals were trying to hide it, didn't put it on the injury report, which potentially can lead to fines and or loss of draft picks, which is a huge deal uh, in the NFL. So you got to be reporting that stuff. And then, lo and behold, we find out today that not just he didn't just injure his wrist. He's out for the year with some type of ligament injury and now having to have surgery, from what I understand. At least that's what I think. Uh, crazy kind of sudden turn of events with that. And it, you know, I, couldn't tell you for the life of me when he got hurt or how he hurt it. Um, it, I mean, just making a simple throw should not have caused the injury. So there's definitely a lot more to that story. Maybe he did something in practice earlier in the week that we weren't aware of. Who knows? We may never know the full story, but yeah, he's done crazy sucks. I mean, sucks because he's just bouncing back from this calf thing. He was dealing with earlier in the year. You know, he's only a few years removed from the season ending ACL injury. I mean, not a good way to uh, to end this one because they really had some hopes that they were going to make a turnaround and go far into the playoffs, and we'll have to do it with their backup. And then, um, you know, we'll stick with the quarterback position before I get to the Andrews thing. You know, Deshaun Watson all of a sudden, too. I found out now he's done for the year, and he had two injuries that he was playing through, an ankle and a shoulder, and I was actually, and a lot of people were more concerned about the ankle because they reported that he had what looked like a high ankle sprain, and they thought he was going to be out for a few weeks. Well, they ended up getting an MRI in the shoulder and it showed that he had a glenoid fracture. And those are not benign. Those are serious. Uh, that could potentially lead to chronic shoulder instability. It's usually a surgical treatment for that. The problem is it's his throwing shoulder. So he's definitely not coming back this season. I don't care. There's been some people out there speculating that he could come back before the season's over. I highly, highly doubt that. This is the type of thing where you've got to let that heal up after surgery before you start doing any type of strenuous exercise or throwing. 
I don't think we see him the rest of the year, regardless of what they do or how they fix that. So another shocking uh, quarterback injury there. And then I'll talk about Mark Andrews just because it happened last night. Looked a lot worse initially than we thought it was because he actually was able to walk off the field and then he left the stadium with crutches in a boot. And then we find out today that he didn't break anything, but he's out for the season. So what that tells me is that he probably had a really severe high ankle sprain tore the ligaments so badly that he ended up having an unstable ankle injury and probably now needs something similar to like a tightrope procedure. That's what I gather from that information. And you know, you're, you're down for at least six weeks with that and then having to do rehab, we will not see Mark Andrews back. Even if they go far into the playoffs, I don't think we'll see him, unfortunately. So um, major, major injury news there. I have Burrow and I have Andrews on a team in one of my other fantasy leagues. So I took a whopping loss <laughs> times two last night. Um, not good news there for me. Um, moving right along, we'll stick with the quarterback positions. Justin Fields should be a good go to go this weekend, coming back from this thumb injury as his Baker Mayfield as is Matthew Stafford, all three of them dealing with thumb injuries. They all should be available to play. Stafford's been out for a while now with his, and so has Fields, but they both seem like they're on the mend and should be available this Sunday. So good news there. And um, running backs. Running backs got a lot of stuff going on as, as they have all year. Uh, Khalil Herbert's dealing with some type of ankle injury. He returned to practice last week off coming off of IR and then didn't see any game action then started off this week with some new injury designation that said ankle slash lower leg. Uh, so this could be, you know, something that's kind of up in the air come game time, whether he aggravated this underlying injury that he was dealing with, or if this is actually something new or not, we'll have to see. Um, Donta Foreman uh, was limited in practice earlier this week with an ankle injury that he sustained uh, against the Panthers the previous week. Now with Herbert possibly not being ready, it's missed Bay Forest Foreman to play injured. Uh, so it's going to be kind of a, a wait and see kind of thing with these two backs uh, for this team. So two, two guys down for them, unfortunately, maybe a 50, 50 split if they even play uh, good news on the Miami front though. You got Devon Ashane coming back. Uh, so that's good news. He seems like a full go with no setbacks uh, this week. And uh, apparently was looking as fast as he ever has uh, during practice. So I know Coop's happy about that. <laughs> um, Damian Pierce has been uh, has not been seen at uh, practice uh, Thursday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Not sure about today, um, and uh, not good news heading into the weekend. At least with some limited time on his ankle injury, I don't expect that he'll be playing. If he was able to get in at least a limited practice, he could be a game time decision. We'll have to see. Um, Kyron Williams, I've been getting a lot of questions about him. Dave reportedly has that his knee injury is going to hold him out. They're going to hold him out to week twelve, um, and this is like coming off of a ankle sprain, which kept him on IR to week six. So I think they're going to treat him a little bit cautiously. He is in that 21-day window, um, but we should see him back week 12. Uh, at least that's what's happening. Um, Alexander Madison, dealing with concussions, did not has not appeared, um, or I'm sorry, he did appear as a limited participant practice on Wednesday um, when he was expected to miss practice. So that's a good sign that he's making his way back. Uh, from concussion protocol. He's still going to need to be cleared by independent neurologists prior to the game on Sunday. So pay attention to what happens this weekend. That could happen tomorrow um, if it didn't happen already today. And then wide receiver positions. You got Deontay Johnson was seen or heard uh, sat out practice Wednesday with some thumb issue, but returned to practice uh, yesterday and today. And doesn't seem like it was hampering him. So he should be good to go. 
Uh, Keenan Allen was dealing with the AC joint sprain of his shoulder. Doesn't sound like it's a big deal. These are pretty common in football with the wide receiver position. The only thing that really might affect him is his downfield blocking. Um, shouldn't affect his ability to catch and run with the ball, but you know he might not be as willing to take on hits after the catch, so we'll have to see if that affects his performance, but he should be available. Um, Jalen Waddell, uh, Coop, I know that people were asking me about this. And, you know, there was speculation that he had an LCL sprain of his knee, which I highly doubt as a very specific type of ligament to injury in a very specific manner. And it takes a tremendous amount of force. They would have gotten an MRI to confirm that he probably would have been shut down for a long period of time, but it doesn't seem to be the case. Looks like he's been practicing um, and should be good to go uh, this weekend. Um, Traylon Burks uh, <laughs> still in concussion. And as of Wednesday, Mike Vrabel said that uh, he doesn't think he's returning to practice and is not going to be playing this weekend. So it sounds like, um, he's still struggling to get out or through that concussion protocol, so I don't think we'll see him. Um, another uh, receiver that popped up on the list was Noah Brown. He missed two days of practice earlier this week with a knee injury. And um, with Nico Collins and Robert Woods coming back to practice and should be available this weekend, um, we might not see Noah Brown. Um, they might kind of rest him and, um, with those guys coming back. So, And then the only other uh, tight end position player was... Um, Fryermuth, who's coming off of IR with a hamstring injury, was able to string together a couple of full practices this week. So we should see him uh, ready to go. Nice. Big fantasy implications last night, even during the game. And then, of course, the after effects. Um, so we'll obviously dig into that here in a minute. Bri, um, where can we follow? Get your great stuff. I know, of course, we'll see you here on Sunday morning. Yep. But other than that, where can we get all your great stuff in the meantime? Yeah, so you can follow me at Twitter at Injured List Pod. You can check out the website, theinjuredlist.com. Andrew LaDuke of Fantasy Sports Corps and myself do our weekly Inside the Medical Tent blog for a small fee. You get some additional injury information and strategies on how to deal with roster management with injured players. Definitely worth the small fee, and you can cancel anytime. so I highly recommend that. And um, yeah, you can follow me there as well. Nice. Make sure you guys go check that out. Nothing like a little insight, especially as you're getting ready to get down your stretch run here. All right, Brian, we'll see you on Sunday morning. Boys, get your dancing shoes on. It's time for the breakdown. All right, well, let's get in. <laughs> still gets still me. The best. Yeah, it's still the best thing. Me. All right, let's, before we get into the breakdown real quick, let's just talk about, real quick, talk about last night. Just, we'll I'll go around the room real quick, fantasy implication-wise. Um, you know, obviously, we talk about this all night, so we'll just stick to one, maybe, subject per person. Let's talk about, I'll go to you first, Jordan, on the uh, implications uh, for the Bengals in regards to Joe Burrow pretty obvious the um obviously going to affect jamar chase this whole offense um any upside to anyone with jake brownie who actually didn't look that bad last night a for 14 60 yards in the td um what what are your thing what are your thoughts on the on the Bengals offense i mean good luck trying to sit jamar chase in any lineups i'm just gonna say that but man i i'm not feeling good about it it's uh if there was one person on that Bengals offense i did not want to lose it was Joe Burrow himself. So, I mean, it's going to be pretty tough sledding. I imagine they probably will lead a little bit more heavily on Joe Mixon, though. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, again, he, um, uh, I forgot the guy's name already. Jake Brown, he definitely didn't look that bad. Uh, like I said last night, but you could tell, um, as a Joe Mixon owner myself, and when he got that early touchdown, boy, I'm like feeling it. I'm like, oh boy, this is going to be a big night. You could see the way this offense was going, uh, the way this the game was going for Joe Mixon, and then when when he came in, there was a definite downtick for him uh, as well. So we'll see how it goes. Um, uh, Chris Fox, let me just ask you this: anyone? Um, quarterback wise that you would find like off the waiver wire for those Joe Burrow owners that could be out there that you're like looking at their schedule down the stretch may provide some kind of relief for them. Well, and that is the thing about this Joe Burrow injury. I mean, obviously it sucks for Burrow injuries, but being the quarterback position, even if you're in a 12, even if you're in a 16 person league, uh, assuming this isn't super flex, and it's one per team. There are still a lot of options out there for the teams that don't have the Jalen Hurts um, on their roster. You know, it's you're probably streaming anyway, um, bouncing around the waiver wire every week. So there should be still be a lot of options out there. I mean, look, um, besides Hurt, we know that Dobbs has been turning it on. Goff is absolutely on fire, although he's probably not available. He's one of the ones that people are hanging on to. Um, but there's a lot of guys out there with Fields coming back. I see Fields available, and I, I actually snagged him. Um, that That's a great spot to get some points in weekly matchups. If, if you're a Burrow owner and you lost Burrow, you probably are going to be streaming the rest of the season because those top guys are going to be taken, but there are enough options to play the matchups every week and come out very successful um, despite this burrow injury. So nothing, you know, it sucks losing burrow, but, um, you know, there you can, you'll be okay. You'll be fine. Yeah. And I, I think to your point, um, like people like Geno Smith, like right off the jump, he does play the Niners twice, but then he, his schedule softens up towards the fantasy playoffs. So, you know, again, there's lots of different options out there on the wire that you can kind of pick and choose from. Um, Justin, we'll close it last night out with uh, Mark Andrews with the obvious injury hurting Lamar a little bit, obviously, but obviously maybe not if he's going to run a little bit more. My question, though, is Isaiah likely like he seemed to be that guy way back when that stepped up when Andrews um, went down. But now it doesn't seem as likely. What do you think? Do you see somebody worth picking up or is there someone else you'd rather have and take a chance on him? Yeah, I mean, I think I'd say like is a fine option. Um, you know, it's always hard to uh, just perform right out the bat, right, right when you're asked to do it, you know, from a backup position. You know, I see we've had plenty of times where it's happened, but, I mean, it does, it's not a guarantee every time. And he did perform last year. I think he'll get uh, a lot of good opportunities. He's got 10 days before his next game. So I think likely is a good choice. Uh it really the market for tight end is a lot easier than the market for quarterback. So we kind of have the, you know, opportunities to go out and get maybe a Tyler Conklin or maybe somebody gave up on a David and Joku because Deshaun Watson went out. So there's a lot more options out there. To be honest with you though, likely is my best option to give you because this offense runs so much through the tight end position and there was so much banked into Mark Andrews being there likely is honestly he's just a more athletic version of Mark Andrews he's like a wide receiver play in that tight end position now that doesn't bode well for his blocking ability in the run game 
But, you know, I'm sure they have another tight end in the backfield. I think his name is like Charlie Kohler or something like that. I think he'll be handling most of the blocking duties and they'll be sending likely on a lot of seam routes and a lot of in routes and try and just get him out there, get him in space with that athletic build and the speed and see if they can get him a couple touchdowns and maybe some uh, hundred yard games out there. So I would go with likely. I think that's a good choice. As bad as the tight end market has been, I mean, for sure, definitely would take a flyer um, on Isaiah Likely for sure going into the season. But, man, we usually don't talk about the Thursday night game that much. I mean, it wasn't because of what a great game it was. I mean, I just – I'm what a crazy turn of events that was um, the entire night. So, all right, well, we turn that chapter. Let's get on to this Sunday – um, lots of good matchups to go through. Steelers at the Browns. To start with that, Steelers against fantasy QBs are 13th. Against running backs are 24th. Against receivers are 28th. Against tight ends are 7th. Brownies, that D, boy, oof. Second against QBs, 7th against running backs, 6th against receivers, 2nd against tight ends. I'm going to go to Chris Fox on this one. Give me some guys you like and don't like in this matchup. Look. You guys know I'm a huge Steelers fan. You see the background, and so that's why I can say this with a lot of love. Sit all your Steelers. I mean, the the Browns, they've been inconsistent. Don't get me wrong. There have been games uh, that they have been beat. The first time the Ravens played them, uh, the Ravens ran all over them. The second time we saw what happened, though, this team um, on defense has really shorted up. They've really um, you know, filled in the gaps, and they're very hard to beat on the ground or through the air. When you look at the stats, Baltimore is one of the best teams uh, statistically in football, and they just completely shut them down. Uh, For me this week, I'm recommending don't play your Steelers unless you absolutely have to. And honestly, Pickett is the problem on offense. He's a fine fill gap, uh, but he's just not the guy yet. Or right now, I'm not saying that that won't get better. Um, On the Cleveland side of the ball, I'm okay playing most people that where you're going to get your points on the Cleveland side of the ball is as the game goes on uh, or at the beginning of the game, as the game goes on, the Steelers defense is going to get tighter and tighter and shut them down. But those first three quarters, that's where you're going to get your points. You may not get a lot of touchdown points, but the potential for um, yardage points, reception points, your PPR players um, are looking real good. And, um, you know, one of the guys I'm, I'm really looking at in this matchup that's really kind of come up. And and the thing is, and actually I'm going to take it back. I was going to say um, Elijah Moore, but with Watson out now, you're kind of watching Cleveland to see what's going to happen. I, I expect to have a nice matchup because when you get a new quarterback come in and the other team doesn't have a lot of tape on them, they can usually, you know, make a couple things happen. But that Pittsburgh defense, uh, they really do hassle the quarterback and they make that quarterback work. So really in this game, I'd be real careful playing anybody. If Watson was playing, I, I'd be a little more confident in playing your Cleveland guys and and um, the other, you know, the boys you can weigh in as well. But I, I think I would just kind of stay away from this game as much as possible if I could, just because with, with all the changes on Cleveland. Ironically, in uh, one of my bigger leagues, I have both the Browns D and the Steelers D on that squad. And I'm just like, this week, I'm like, I, I switched. I switched. I did. I was like, you know, I'm going to play the Steelers this week. Um, you know, and I, 
I think that's why they they may be in positions offensively, say Najee, maybe even Jalen Warren, um, to put themselves in position to score only because their offense, the Cleveland's offense, um, could be that bad. I mean, but we'll see again. Well, the know. nice thing is that you got the thing you have to, to you can look back on a pillow confidence. Pittsburgh had two running backs in the top 10 last week. Um, and so, you know, obviously they're doing something right there, but I mean, you got to look at the matchup. And like I said, Cleveland's strength right now is that defense. I, I'll agree with you. Pittsburgh's defense might be a good play in this one with the new quarterback coming in. So I'll, I'll give you that one for sure. Mario Sanchez. Welcome in, my friend. Appreciate you uh, joining us tonight on the breakdown. Let's get to the next matchup. The Raiders at America's team, the Miami Dolphins. Welcome back. It's like football's back again. Um, take one week off. I was getting all depressed. Raiders against fantasy QBs are eighth against running backs. They are 28th against receivers or seventh against tight ends are 13th um, Dolphins against uh, fantasy QBs are 23rd against running backs are 15th against receivers. They are 18th and against tight ends. They are 18th as well. Jordan, give me your take on this one. Give me guys you like and don't like. This is real easy, folks. If you're an American, you got it made this week. Start to uh, start Mostert, start A-Chain, start Tyree Kill, start Jalen Waddle, start them Dolphins, start all of them. It's going to be a barn burner on the Miami side of the ball. If you're Oakland, look, I'm not really trying to trot out uh, the quarterback, Aiden O'Connell. I will probably start Josh Jacobs. I think based off of volume alone, they've been pounding the rock and, you know, they've got to do something right. So, so give me Jacobs, give me Adams. And as much as I've loved Jacoby all year, I'm probably trying to fade him a little bit uh, this week as well, but start those dolphins, all of them. Yeah. That Miami D nice and healthy. I think this, this whole team's getting healthy at the right time. You know, I love it. Um, ironically, though, I am playing uh, the guy I'm playing this week in my bigger league has Tua, Moatster, and Dolphins D. So I'll be down there cheering my fancy team to lose, basically. Yay. Gotta <laughs> love football, right? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. Bears at the Lions. Uh, Bears, they're 28th against fantasy QBs, 20th against running backs, 16th against receivers, 28th against tight ends. Lions, 25th against QBs, 5th against running backs, 23rd against receivers, and 24th against tight ends. Justin, guys you like and don't like in this one. Um, yeah, so I'm going to start it off with both of the Lions running backs are perfectly fine to throw in. I think you throw in Gibbs is probably like an RB1, feel fine with that. David Montgomery, RB2, feel fine with that. Um, on the receiving side, Amon Ross St. Brown, always put the sun god in. He's always good for some good slot work. Uh, love me some Laporta. Just pretty much play all the Lions. Um, even the defense, because it's like, you know, Justin Fields is just coming back. I know the Lions looked pitiful last week. That's one thing we didn't talk about. Lions looked terrible on defense last week. Their Chargers had very limited options. They will, and, you know, you know, for the most part, the Jets kept their offense in check outside of Austin Eckler that they couldn't keep down. But 
you know, the Lions came out and the Chargers were like, okay, we're going to go uh, shot for shot with you. And it came down to the wire. Lions starting to look really vulnerable. Uh, something to look out for as people start to hype them up more. Uh, I, would, I would start Fields. Fields and I think Moore is finally a healthy start in this one because, you know, they're just going to get back to where they were before. Fields, hopefully he starts to light it up. Hopefully they start to use him like they were using Tyson Badgett in this offense. You know, we had talked about it. It just seems like, you know, the offense kind of opened up a little bit more with Badgett behind center rather than being like really clustered and in the pocket for Fields. So hopefully he starts to move outside of the pocket, use his legs a little bit more because he's really just an all-around gifted quarterback. But you can't just keep one of those unicorn guys in their like uncomfortable areas you know what i mean like he's obviously somebody who needs to run the ball get some confidence going and then let it fly uh cole Komet is one guy i'll probably keep away from it i don't necessarily trust his week-to-week value he's usually one of those guys that you've got to score a touchdown maybe even two to get in that top five so i don't really usually like those odds <clears throat> and then the bears defense hell no we won't go and then bears running backs <laughs> Oh, you can't catch me with one of those grenades. No, thank you. I like uh, David Montgomery this uh, game. Obviously want to get get back at, at the revenge game and his former team. So could be a good game for David Montgomery setting up the way, these, uh, way this Lions team is running the football. Um, either one of these running backs are money all day, so can't deny that. All right, well, it's Friday night. You know, we got that – It is Friday night. It is Friday night. You know what that means? Feeling all right. Sucks. That's what it means on Friday night. Jason's that internet is going on. Is internet work? It might. Oh my god. Anyway, all right. Well, Chuck, spectrum. Let's go to Chuck Bass playing the hits. Damn it. Welcome to Playing the Hits Week 11, the saddest countdown since New Year's Eve 2009 when I leaned in to kiss a rather busty woman in a bar in Atlanta and I spilled my drink all over her, leading to nothing but blue balls and a box of tissues. But unlike this NFL season, at least that story eventually had a happy ending. As we approach Thanksgiving, we want to air out some grievances with some special countdowns that I'm calling No Thanksgiving. Let's get to the hits. Up first on the countdown is the most droppable free agent running back since, well, since all of them, really. Miles Sanders, fresh off of negative five rushing yards, is one of the worst running backs in one of the worst offenses in the league with one of the worst quarterbacks. And he's getting upstaged by Shuba Hubbard, who is most famous for making Mike Dundee apologize for wearing an OAN sweatshirt during his Oklahoma State days. Droppable. Now, the middle child of this week's countdown is the one-foot wonder George Pickens. Unable to keep the momentum from his hot six-week start, being upstaged by Deontay Johnson and having the worst offensive coordinator slash quarterback combination in the league, has taken what was a fun boom play and relegated him to a bi-week prayer at best. Pickens to the bench or a rage trade if you can find value. Now, coming in at number one on this week's countdown is the third best quarterback in the state of Florida, Trevor Lawrence. 
We spent a lot of time in the offseason wondering if he could be Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert. What a fucking waste of time. Bad play calling, the worst pass-blocking offensive line in the league, and a disappearing act from Calvin Ridley has turned a brand name into a brand bust. Droppable, assuming you have a capable backup. Rage trade, if possible. I am Chuck Bass, and that is playing the hits. Welcome back, Chuck Bass. Gotta love it. All right, well, let's continue the breakdown. Titans at the Jaguars. Titans against fantasy QBs. They are 12th. The running backs, 14th. Receivers, 26th. Tight ends. They are numero uno, believe it or not. Jaguars, 23rd against QBs. 10th against running backs. 24th against receivers. And 30th against tight ends. Chris Fox, give me guys you like and don't like in this one. Uh, I actually... Um, I'm gonna, I'm going out on a limb. I like ETN in this one. I know people are against, uh, you know, they think Tennessee's defense is really good. It's really fallen off in the last few weeks. And this is the thing with ETN. ETN has been in the top 10. He's actually gotten over 22.7 fantasy points for out of the last five weeks, uh, games, excuse me, because he had that bye week in nine. He did not obviously crack it last week, but I think he's due back. He's been one of the better backs all season, only two games all year that he hasn't made the top 10 list. I look for ETN to bounce back uh, in this game against Tennessee. Tennessee's still looking for an identity um, with Levis back there. I, I don't think they're really, you know, have a lot of aspirations. I'm not quite sure the morale is that great. And Lawrence and them, they, Got something to prove after last week. I mean, it was absolutely horrible. They got destroyed. Um, I'm not putting them at the very top of your fantasy roster in the most points, but I can. I will say play Kirk, play ETN, play Lawrence uh, if he is your quarterback and you're not streaming somewhere else. If that's the guy you got to go with, I, I'm okay playing him this week. As far as the Titans side of the ball, Man, Henry not looking good uh, with those 24 rush yards, uh, the backups. It's it's a passing game for the running backs, and the Jaguars' defense has honestly kind of stepped up aside from last week. Again, I look for a bounce-back game in this one, and the Jaguars need it. They need to come out and make a statement, and I kind of expect it to happen. Yeah, they do need to bounce back, that's for sure. I like the ETN call. Um, as well, definitely like to see a nice bounce back from him this week. All right, well, let's get on to the next one before Justin goes to sleep. The Chargers at the Packers, the Chargers against fantasy QBs, they are 30th against running backs, are 23rd against receivers, are 27th against tight ends, are 22nd. Packers, third against fantasy QBs, 25th against running backs, third against receivers, and 11th against tight ends. Justin, give me guys you like and don't like. I got to get you up, so we'll, we'll go. We'll skip out of order. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad you gave me the, the game that wasn't the stinker. I was expecting the next game. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> that's really actually fantasy. I think that's a good one, actually, to be honest. But, well, I'm really going to put me to sleep with that one. Um, so this is, this is a great game for all fantasy options because the defenses really do stink on both sides. The Chargers defense will make anybody look good on the field. And then the Packers defense has, like the Packers, been like a dormant volcano that we've all been waiting for. Just, you know, 
putting us to sleep and saying, hey, you know, we're still here, but we're just not active anymore. Um, so, you know, with the Chargers, all the likely candidates here, I will throw out that I do like Jalen Guyton a little bit more than Quentin Johnston. There was just a little bit more to him last week. Quentin Johnston, he's put me to sleep all year long. They put a first-round valuation on this guy, and he's playing worse than Mr. Irrelevant. He should have been undrafted, in my opinion. Guy just has zero talent to him. He's a big frame and nothing else. But off, off of that, Jalen Guyton actually looks like a good speedster, and he's kind of alleviating um, what Mike Williams brought to the table, which was a good downfield threat who allowed Keenan Allen to you know, get a little bit of attention off of him. You've got to now look at this guy and be like, okay, this guy can hurt us, so now we got to slow him down as well. So like I said, I think that Guyton's going to be a good pickup. This week, if you haven't already picked him up off your waiver wire, go get him. Um, and then on the Packers side, I, I think you suit everybody up. I mean, it's it's hard to look at what the Chargers have given up in the past. How many se- How many games have they played? Nine? All Nine games? Every one of the damn games. They've given up points, 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 points. It's hard to sit anybody when you say that. Um so I'll say Jordan Love is probably going to have his best game of the of a season ever. Aaron Jones, I'm going to go with having a great game this week of you know, one of those reminiscent games where you're like, "Oh my god, this was what Aaron Jones this is what we drafted him to be." I think that's what we're going to have with him. I could see AJ Dillon on the ground possibly getting a touchdown. Man, Christian Watson needs to show up. He really does need to show up. And he's the only one that I'm, like, worried about. If I were to have, like, a flex position, I'd be, like, still be, like, a little iffy with him. Romeo Dubs, 100%. This guy is for real. He's probably going to end up being the number one if uh, Christian Watson keeps dropping a lot of passes. And then Luke Musgrave, I just say, if you've got no other tight end out there, if you were one of the unfortunate guys that had Mark Andrews, Luke Musgrave's not a bad option. He's a good player. And you know what? I think this week he could essentially go off because this entire, like I said, the Chargers defense just sucks. Sucks. Brandon Staley, fire Brandon Staley. Fire Brandon Staley and fire Spectrum. Get Spectrum off your internet provider list because they suck dong. (laughs) Fire Spectrum, fire Brandon Staley. I'm all 100% behind them both. And I like the, uh, you know, make the uh, chart, make the uh, Packers a a play this week um, because of that Chargers D. I think it's a good call as well. All right. Well, the game that uh, Justin seems to think is awful the Cardinals at the Texans which I disagree. I think fantasy-wise, this is interesting. Cardinals, 22nd against fantasy QBs, 31st against running back, 19th against receivers, and 6th against tight ends. Texans, 17th against QBs, 22nd against running backs, 11th against receivers, and 27th against tight ends. Jordan, guys you like and don't like. I mean, I'm kind of with you on this. I and and this is the matchup. Like, I wish I had a little bit more play in it, but uh, you know, I think you start Kyler Murray pretty confidently right now with the uh, landscape of the quarterbacks. You know, everybody's hurt and nobody's playing. So, give me some Kyler Murray. Uh, you're smashing CJ Stroud week in and week out. 
My boy James Conner is finally back. He looked okay last week. I'm running him out there again. Uh, you couldn't pay me enough money to uh, start Damian Pierce. I doubt he plays, but even if he does, I, I am not doing that again. Uh, Devin Singletary, there's a world I'm starting him. I think he's kind of a low-end uh, RB2 this week. Um, with the return of Kyler, there's the return of Hollywood dialing him up where I can. Um, and then the guy I really want to talk about right now, and, and we talked about Mark Andrews going down, man. Is there a sexier tight end in the world right now, other than my boy Jake Ferguson, of course, than Trey McBride? Because I am starting that kid everywhere I got him. Uh, give me all the Trey, Trey McBride, and then on the other end. Dalton Schultz smashed tight end one this week as well. So yeah, start everybody in this damn game. Yeah, it's ironic. We'll we'll talk about that this game a little more on Sunday, but there's some irony to what you said, and I'll get back to that obviously on Sunday. All right. Well, listen, we've given you some starts. You know, we want to get you guys some starts into your lineup, but we haven't given you some flex starts. That's why boy Bandy from Fourth and Flex is here. He's gonna give you his flex starts of the week. Welcome back to Bandy's Flex Starts of the Week. What's up, my people? Week 11 already. By now, you should be pretty sure if you're making those playoffs or not. And for all my playoff people, here's some advice for you here with Bandy's Flex Starts of the week. Let's hop right in, baby. Hop right in. First, we got a guy who's taking the place of another guy who's hurt. He came in, he did his thing, tore it up. I'm talking Devin Singletary. Look, we saw a little bit of what this guy can do with the Bills last year. It wasn't amazing, but this Texans offense has been incredible. And give your boy a piece of that action. Moving on to the next guy on this list, a guy who's hopefully making a little bit of a comeback now that his quarterback is back. I'm talking about Hollywood Brown on the Cardinals. I know it's hard to want any Cardinals on your team, but with Kyler Murray back, it's Hollywood Brown time, my friends. Moving on to the last guy on my list. A guy we've been waiting to break out all season long. Finally did it last week, and I think he keeps it rolling. I'm talking Brandon Cooks. Go ahead and have this guy cook up your lineup. Check it out. Baby's Flex starts of the week, man. Another exciting week of fantasy football. Big shout out to my boys over at the Fantasy Sports Corp. Keep doing you. Keep being real. Hey, and don't forget to check out the 4th and Flex Fantasy Football Podcast everywhere. Thank you. I've been working out. Get your flex starts ready with our boy. Gotta love it. All right. Let's get on to the next matchup, and I'm we're going to skip this order again because i got to get Jordan in on this one because this one's probably the one I go get the beer for. The Cowboys at the Panthers. The Cowboys against Fantasy QBs are 14th, running backs 9th, receivers 5th, tight ends 21st. Panthers, surprisingly good defense, 6th against QBs, 
31st against running backs, fourth against receivers, and eighth against tight ends. Uh, Jordan, what do you say, guys? Do you like and don't like? I don't want to say it. I don't I don't want to say this out loud, but how do you not like my man Dak Prescott right now? I mean, kid is killing it. Since week six, Dak leads the NFL in yards per attempt, passing touchdowns, passer rating, and highly accurate throw rate. Doesn't get much better than that, and this matchup is juicy as hell. Now, here's what I say. After this matchup, it gets a little testy for Dallas. It's going to get a little rough, but I'm starting Dak with all the confidence one more time this week against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I you, you do not start Bryce Young against this defense at all. Tony Pollard's been a little bit of a letdown, um, and uh, frankly, the one area where the Panthers' defense is a little suspect is against the run, so maybe this is a little bit of a get-right game. And I'm not ready to trot him out into starting lineups, man, but I've been saying it for a little bit. But Rico Dowdle looks better and better and better with every opportunity he gets. And I kind of feel like it's reminiscent to last season when Dallas just kept pounding it with Zeke and everybody's like, but Pollard. And this year it's like they just keep trying Pollard and it's not fucking working give this kid a shot, but you know, I'm not putting Rico Dowdle out there, but I think he's going to pop one of these days uh, pretty soon. Miles Sanders droppable Chuba Hubbard. I'm not touching him. CD lamb, absolute smash weekend and week out. I think he's top, you know, three or four overall plays right now. Uh, Brandon cooks started to show some signs of life. And I don't know if that's going to be a one week wonder, or if that's going to continue to be a little bit of a trend. Um, so there are some spots I'm starting him, but, uh, Adam Thielen, you guys already know my feelings there. I'm starting Adam Thielen everywhere. I don't care if he's got what cornerback is on him, what safety, I don't care. Give me Adam Thielen every single damn week. Um, and then you guys already know I, I've been waiting all day to talk about my boy Jake freaking Ferguson, man, just absolutely killing it. Tight end nine on the season. Uh, ranks first in red zone targets. Six red zone looks in the last six game. Like, come on. Jake Ferguson is coming to life. I'm smashing him every single week as a tight end one. Colts. Um, I got to. Go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. I got to throw in there, too. You talk about Prescott. Prescott has been top three fantasy back the last four games that he has played. He has shown up and he's backed up his words. Lamb has been top two for the last three weeks. Those are guys that are absolutely on fire. Jordan nailed it with those. If you aren't starting those guys, just stop playing fantasy football. As you get down the stretch, this is when you guys start paying attention to schedules. Dak, uh, Dak in a few leagues actually had been dropped, I've seen. And, you know, those that were smart enough to pick him up, I mean, really reaping the benefits right now. Colts Martin mentioned Pollard's not being used efficiently and Dowder's not being used enough. Mike McCarthy did say this week, however, they would see a little more carries for Dowdle. So just make sure. I hope so, man. Especially in the damn red zone. Like, just stop giving Tony Pollard the ball inside the 20. I don't ever want to see it again. <laughs> All right, let's get on to the next one. Giants at the Commanders um, against Fantasy QBs. Giants are 20th, running backs 29th, receivers 29th, tight ends 10th. Commanders dead last against quarterbacks, running backs 16th, 31st against receivers and 19th against tight end chris fox is it tommy devito season this sunday what do you so let's say you 
It is absolutely not DeVito season. It will never be DeVito season, not even with the commanders against quarterbacks. Look, play all your commanders in this one. You've seen what's happened with the Giants week in, week out. The Giants, I'm sorry. Look, I'm sorry, Nikki. I'm sorry for all the people that want the Giants to be good. But myself and Adam Holtz, uh over at that F and Sports show, the morning after show on Tuesdays at 9.30. We've been calling the Giants frauds ever since last year. Unfortunately, they had a lot of games go their way last year, and you're just seeing the truth. It's, it's, you know, it's not the coach's fault. We love the coach. It's a lack of talent. It's a lack of execution. There probably are some coaches that need to be moved around and replaced on that squad. But uh, anyway, as far as this week goes, Washington, play them all. Logan Thomas uh, finishing in the top 10, uh, six games this year. Uh, you know, McLaurin has finished uh, 15 fantasy points, which is right where you want him four times already this year. Play them. Play your Washington guys. Sam Howell, we know, currently fantasy QB number three. Sam Howell. Thank you. I want to see who called it. Somebody pull up the footage and tell me who called that Sam Howell is going to be a top fantasy back. Sam Howell absolutely destroying it, finishing the top 10, five of the last six weeks. Um, the guy's just destroying it. He's fantasy QB3 right now. Play Sam Howell and everybody that might catch the ball from in this one because the Giants are just – they're dumpster fire. Slinging Sammy. I gotta love it. I would like to know, as for a Saquon Barkley owners, how long he's going to be on this football football team playing at least. I mean, I don't know. If if I'm him, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to shut things down at this point because I'm not trying to get hurt. Um, Let's go to Justin for this next epic matchup. The Buccaneers go over to the California coast to face the Niners. Uh, Bucks cube against fantasy QBs are 26 against running backs are second receivers 30th tight ends 15th the Niners fourth against QBs six against running backs 22nd against receivers and third against tight ends Justin what say you guys you like and don't like first off I want to address this real quick because it's it's funny you brought up Saquon Barkley because I just read an article where somebody was asking him about you know you know, if it was worth it, all the stuff that he went through in the offseason and, you know, the little pay upgrade he got. And they were talking about loyalty, and he said loyalty means nothing. So if that doesn't tell you his mindset for next offseason, I don't know what will. Um, but, yeah, on to this great game right here. And I actually think it's going to be a great game. I think that both teams are going to go out there, and it's going to be fireworks because the Bucks have a very underrated offense, and they have a very veteran defense that can go out there and hang with the best of them. And the 49ers is going to be a test. I mean, a lot of people, the, I hate the odds makers because they're putting in 11 and a half. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. This is a damn good Bucks team over here. Um. On the Bucks side, I'll start Baker. I won't start Rashad because I think that this defense is going to be able to lock them down and make them completely one-dimensional. On that note, I will start Chris Godwin because one of the weak spots, if you look throughout, has been the slot receiver. Last week, Christian Kirk put 100 yards on us. Um, the slot receivers just they, – they work well on the inside. Um, we have good cover linebackers, but the thing is, is just, you know, a lot of these guys have picked up on get it out really quick and you'll beat the four man rush. 
And that's kind of what they're scheming for every single time. Um, last week was an anomaly because I think Trevor Lawrence just is kind of one of those guys that kind of freezes under pressure. But I don't think Baker's going to be that way. Baker is a he's very much a gamer. Um, I will say is go Baker. Baker's going to have a decent game. I don't think he's going to have an amazing game, not a QB one game, but super flex, not a bad option as a QB two. Uh, Mike Evans. He's hit or miss for me. I'm more solid on Godwin because of his position on the team. But Mike Evans against Charvarius Ward, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets at least one touchdown. Uh, I don't know if he's going to get like eight catches, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a touchdown. So if you're okay with him having like the 13 points, it's probably fine for you. Uh, Note to the tight end, 49ers are historically good against the tight end year in and year out. On the 49ers side, play every 49 Every fucking 49. This team went ravage on this defense last year. I, I just talked up their defense. They're a veteran defense. But guess what? They're not going to hang with Kittle. McCaffrey has beaten these guys down for years, all going back to Carolina. Um, Debo, Debo's Debo, man. I mean, if you miss on him, you're going to be like going, why did I do that to myself? Because this guy just gets it done. Any way, shape, or form, he gets it done. And then Brandon Ayuk is probably the most slept-on receiver, and it's not even his fault. It's the 49ers' fault because it's like this dude is literally open. Every Matt Harmon has said that this guy has one of the most elite separation percentages in the league right now. He has elite separation numbers. He's always open, and every play they get to him is 20-plus yards. What does that tell you? That means he gets five catches. That's 100 yards. Maybe he throws in a touchdown. That's 17 points. Play him. Always play Brandon Ayuk. Oh, listen. He Mark it down here. Justin said And probably always. don't play any of the defenses. He Even if it's always. the 49ers defense, don't play the defense. Wow, that's tough. A lot of people like got to you know, they have Niners D. That's like a stickler. You know, they're going to start Niners D no matter what. So, um, yeah, it'd be tough to sit them. I could see Baker making a few mistakes in this one. I, I don't, I, you know, I could also see him running for his life a little bit as well. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. Um, all right, let's get to this next one. I'm interested in this. The stinky, nasty, disgusting Jets. Go to the Buffalo Bills, all right? Against fantasy QBs, the Jets are seventh. Against running backs, 18th. Against receivers, they are number one. Against tight ends, are 26th. Against uh, Bills, against fantasy QBs, are 10th. Running back, 17th. Receivers, 13th. And tight end, 14th. Jordan, I'm going to go to you on this one. Give me guys you like and don't like. So I was I was really surprised with how you didn't, you know, add a, a few extra adjectives to the bills, but that's okay for this exercise at least. Um, listen, you're never starting Zach Wilson. Any of these random rookie quarterbacks that are starting, you start them instead. If it's Gardner Minshew, you start him. If it's Jason, the commissioner Cooper, you start him instead. Never start Zach Wilson. Josh Allen has been pretty shit awful lately, but you start him every single week. And I kind of feel like this is going to be the get right revenge game for the bills. They, they haven't been firing on all cylinders. The jets embarrassed them in week one, week two. I forget which one it was. I think they're going to come out and 
week one. Uh, I think they're going to come out and do it. Now, I also, you know, Brees Hall, you're starting him every week. But, man, I'm going to tell you, one of my favorite things about being on this show is, is every show I get a little nugget, right? And I remember three, four, five weeks ago, whatever it was, one of the last times I was on here, Justin Jesus Herrera was sitting there talking about how, listen, every year, like a cockroach, this guy crawls out of a crack in the freaking wall and Latavius Murray comes in and vultures work from somebody. And then you go to last week and you see that Latavius Murray had 52% of the snaps, whereas James Cook only had 46% of them. Neither one of them did a whole lot. And I'm not telling you whatsoever to start Latavius Murray, but you got to temper expectations for James Cook. He's just not going to get that volume. I still think you do start him. You start Garrett Wilson, and look, the Jets have been great against wide receivers, and that is 100% not going to stop me from trotting out Stefan Diggs this week. I'm going to do it with all the confidence in the world. Look, I'm gonna right. back, I got to yeah. back Jordan up on this one a little bit. Um, with with one of the things that we're breaking out over here at that effing show. Look, the to get on the top 10 list as a wide receiver, you typically got to score about 20 points to make the top 10 list. So you only got to do 15 as a running back. But for wide receiver, you got to hit 20 points. Now, so it, there's obviously more than 10 wide receivers running in your league. You're, you're looking at 20 to 30 wide receivers going. So we scale that down to 15. 15 points is your value point for wide receivers. Uh, and above 15, you're typically looking at 20, 22 wide receivers every week that give, get above 15. So when Jordan tells you to play Stefan Diggs, Stefan Diggs has finished at 15 or more points eight games this year. Garrett Wilson has done it five games this year. So even though you've got this Jets defense going up against Diggs, you still want to play Diggs because, again, he's got more games above 15 points than any other receiver in the league. And as far as Josh Allen, the only person that is finishing the top 10 more than Josh Allen is Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, eight. Josh Allen is second with seven. Feel confident against that Jets defense. Listen to the judge. He knows what he's talking about. All right, so let me just kick this around the room real quick and just ask this real quick. None of you – now, the Jets' defense, when they played in week one, even though – I forget how much the Bills scored, but um, it was like 20 points. But the Jets' D, fantasy-wise, still put up 24 points um, as a Jets – as a defense total D. I mean, you guys – none of you guys have any faith and the Jets' defense going into this matchup, I mean, that's, I think, the big question I have. As far as starting the Jets' defense, sure, I'll trot him out there in certain leagues. Look, Josh Allen is turnover-prone. He he loves to chunk them in bunches. And in New York, I think, had, what, three of them, four of them in week one? Like, it could happen. Yeah, I, I'm not necessarily fading the Jets' defense, but I do think the Bills' offense is going to come alive in this game. And look, the Jets' defense, has only gotten you double digit points in weeks one and week five depending on your format they might have gotten you double digit points in week six but that's it other than that the single Woo! digit points with the jets defense all year long um i understand that that Allen does throw those picks everybody throws those throws those picks um when you look at the season and talk about interceptions yes josh allen is number one um and jordan loves number two Mac Jones somehow. So Allen's not in great company up there, but the Jets have takeaways. But when you look at the end result, people are 
still putting up yards, still people are still putting up points. And if you're expecting double digit points uh, from the Jets defense, history is not on your side this season. Well, I'll just throw in I'll just throw in my little caveat in there. And I'll just say this. There is always a logical world where Josh Allen could throw two picks and still finish QB one. That is yep. just how good he fucking is. Mm-hmm. He can Good rush point. in two touchdowns, and that's 12 points right there. He can throw two more touchdowns. That's just – that's the reality of Josh Allen. We're talking about how bad he is right now, and people are talking about how bad the Bills are doing right now. Guess what? He's still QB1 out there. You know why? Because he just does it in different ways, and he just does it. He goes out there. But like you said, I'm not counting out the Jets' defense. I would never do that. I drafted them. But I'll just say this. There's a very logical world where the Jets take away two interceptions, maybe get a fumble from somebody else, still lose this game, still finish as a top 10 defense, and Josh Allen still can finish as the QB1 this week. There is a we world talk, where that can happen. We talked about Josh Allen being having more top 10 finishes than every other quarterback except Jalen Hurts. He's thrown an interception every single week except two and four, and it's still finished up. And the top ten, all those times. So don't I'll count out Josh Allen. Just I need Justin, Justin, I need you to run that that entire scenario back so I can run it all down because that sounds like a parlay that's about to catch this week. So. <laughs> so you know, I know I know how to segue like a, like a champ. I got all this Josh Allen talk. There's a reason I did that because he is in fantasy court this week, and the judge has a little something to say. Let's check it out. Here comes the witness is real. This court is now in session. You may be seated. Today, we would like to call to the stand Mr. Josh Allen, quarterback of the second place Buffalo Bills. Mr. Allen, you are brought before this court today and you are tried for defrauding investors. Oh my. These charges stem from all of the tickets that you have sold to the Buffalo Bills Revenge Tour this season that seems like it was put together by Billy McFarland and Ja Rule. It was my idea, my vision to do this. Mr. Allen, while you have not only failed to live up to these lofty expectations set forth at the beginning of the season, you have seemingly single-handedly decided the ladder of the day to take it upon yourself to not only go down with the ship, but ensure that there are no survivors. This past Sunday, you pissed away probably the easiest game on your schedule against Kevin James and the Denver Broncos, a team that gave up 70 big ones to America's team. It's Friday games on Sunday. Mr. Allen, the signs have been clear for a while. Not only do you lead the league at interceptions uh, starting since the beginning of this year, but you lead the league at interceptions since the start of 2022, 2021, 2020, 2019, and 2018. Damn, that's a cold-ass honky. Hell, you probably would have even longer stats there if you were in the league, but unfortunately it looks like they don't keep records at the University of Wyoming. Mr. Allen, this court hereby finds you guilty of all charges 
And although you will most likely rebound this following week, this court sentences you and your sorry-ass Buffalo Bills to be enjoying second place because there ain't no way you are catching Tua and company the rest of the way. This court is adjourned. I am the law. Mr. Allen, you have been judged. All right, let's get on to the next one. The letter of the day, Seahawks at the Rams. Um, Seahawks against fantasy QBs are 19th against running backs, 27th. Receivers, 17th. Tight ends, 12th. Rams, 21st against QBs, 12th against running backs, 10th against receivers, dead last against tight ends. Chris Fox, what say you on this one? Guys you like and don't like. The Rams defense is trash. <laughs> Play against them all day long. Look, Gino, he's had some games where you just left shaking your head, but on the games that he's supposed to throw, he throws. Uh, top 10 last week. He finishes as QB5 last week. Um, you can't. You, Justin, you said it about the Chargers earlier. This defense makes everybody look good. It's a conference matchup. I love the Seahawks. The problem, of course, that we have with the Seahawks all year is who do I play besides Geno? Um, I like Lockett over um, uh, Metcalf, but I think, honestly, they're both safe plays. We talked about that 15-point barrier, and Lockett has broken it four times this year. Um, it, it's the consistency, right? That's what we have to worry about um, on this team. But if you you want to play the run game, I would go back to Walker. I know Charbonnet's been getting more carries and stuff like that, but Walker's still clearly the number one guy here. Um, so I like Walker. I like Lockett over Metcalf. I'm definitely playing Geno on the other side of the ball. The Rams just they can't do it without Stafford. And even with Stafford, they don't do it very well. Tutu Atwell has actually been uh, the best receiver over the entire season, although Nakua had that nice run at the beginning. Once Cooper came back, he ate into it. And so you're not going to get big points out of any of these guys. On the Rams side of the ball, I'm trying to stay away from this game. And even on Seattle side of the ball, I'm not having a lot of confidence in anybody except Geno uh, to come away with, with points I care about. I like it. Could be an interesting matchup. Um, like to see Puka uh, bounce back. Looks like, um, you know, like, like you mentioned, um, though Tutu has been the guy all year. So we'll see. We'll check it out. It's going to be an interesting matchup. Vikings at the Broncos. Um, Vikings against fantasy QBs, 18th, running backs, 4th, receivers, 25th, and tight end, 16th. Broncos, 27th against QBs, running backs, they are dead last. Um, receivers, 14th, tight ends, 30th. Jordan, what say you? Guys you like and don't like on this one. You're, I think you're muted somehow, some way. Something happened. This is Mike. No, yeah, now you're on. You're more muted. I'll, uh, I'll take this one and then you can go ahead. All right, go ahead, my friend. Uh, so, yeah. So, I am surprised by the Broncos. The Broncos have made a valiant effort to get back into this game. Um, I think the Vikings still have like a little bit of an element of surprise to them with Josh Dobbs, even though everybody 
you know, you've seen him the entire season. He hasn't gone a week where he hasn't played. It's either been as a Cardinal or as a Viking. So it's like, you know, you've got nine games on this guy. I will say this. I think Josh Jobs continues. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, the Broncos have just been terrible against every position. But TJ Hawkinson has been going absolutely 8S. You know, you know what the next word was. Um, trying to start censoring myself a little bit on this thing. Ah, oh, fuck it. I'm gonna go with it. Eight shit. He's been going eight shit all Bring year it. long. This is TSS. Hell yeah. And let's let's get some Justin Jefferson. Let's get him wanting to come back. So that's what they got to do. They got to go in there. And they got to win. So they got to use what they got there. They got T.J. Hawkinson, um, Jordan Addison. I think should be a solid play. As far as the running backs go, man, Madison, I don't know the status of Madison. I know he was in concussion protocol to begin the week. If he's playing, play him. If he's not, Ty Chandler is not a bad option. Like you said, this team, this Broncos team has just bled ever since the freaking Miami Dolphins unleashed the holy wrath onto these guys. They've just been absolutely terrible. I mean, on defense, you know, they kind of pick it up a little bit, but they're still bleeding out, and they're still allowing a lot of points and a lot of rushing yards. Last week we got on James Cook, but him and uh, Latavius Murray put up 186 yards rushing on this team. That's still some pretty big damage for two guys to do. Uh, So on that side, we're done on the Broncos side. Going to start Cortland Sutton. This dude just gets touchdowns. Whatever it is, Russell Wilson, he is Russ's main guy. Every time they're in the red zone, he's looking for Cortland Sutton. You got to love that type of uh, connection, and you got to roll with that type of connection. Jerry Judy, I'm still not okay with starting Jerry Judy. I drafted him, and I'm not okay with dropping him. But I'm not okay with starting him, if that makes sense. Like, he's he's got a permanent spot on my bench because I just don't want to give him to somebody else. And then he goes off. But I just, I just don't know when I can start him. So I'm going to continue to leave him on the bench. He can continue to dish out the water to the real guys producing. Um, and then as far as their tight end goes, Adam Troutman, nah, not for me. Uh, defense. Nah, not for me. And then I will start Russ because I still think he's, you know, he's worth it because it's like if he can give you two touchdowns and 250, that's a solid week. The running back, love me some Javante Williams. I love what he did last week. You you called it, Coop. The Achilles heel of the Bills, that run game. And he took advantage of that. And damned if he didn't look the best he's ever looked in his career. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all about starting Javante. Yeah, it should be interesting to see how they look this weekend um, against Brees Hall um, if he busts out a few big ones in that matchup. Um, Yeah, so um, Madison, by the way, I know Brian mentioned it prior um, to the game to, you know, whatever. I'm sorry, on the show that uh, he actually did a a limited practice, however, has not cleared the uh, concussion protocol yet. However, from what it seems like, he might be trending in the right direction. So just to kind of give you a heads up, but I'm with you on the, on the Chandler deal. I had him in my ultimate DFS, which I may need to change if Madison gets in there. So just throw that. Oh, you can't change it now. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go with the graphics. 
<laughs> All right, Jordan, are you back with us? I think I am less you, muted now. You are way less muted. All right, let's finish this up then with the Monday night matchup rematch of the Super Bowl. Eagles at the Chiefs. Uh, Eagles against fantasy QBs. They're 31st against running backs. They're first receivers dead last and tight end. They're 20th against the Chiefs. They're fifth against QBs, 11th against running backs, ninth against receivers and ninth against tight ends. What say you, my friend, guys you like and don't like. And I see what you did there. I think you did that on purpose, actually, just get to break this one down. I, I, I swear I didn't because any chance I get to not talk about the damn Eagles, I would love to take that because I'm so tired <laughs> of that team. But with that being said, who do you sit in this matchup? Like, here we go. Game of the year, rematch of the Super Bowl, number one seed in the AFC, number one seed in the NFC. Start everybody. Everybody and anybody in this game whose name is not Sky Moore, start them, all of them. Look what happened in the Super Bowl. I mean, they both these teams put up 30, it was 35 or something like that, 35, 33 or 38, 35. I mean, lots of points to go around. This Chiefs defense is very improved. However, um, I don't think they've seen anything quite like this Eagles offense, although, you know, we did okay, I guess. But, you know, we'll see. Um, it's going to be a great matchup for sure, especially I think, like you said, I totally agree. Um, I think you just start everyone, just see what the hell happens. All right, fellas, it is Friday night. You know, we're, we did the whole club scene. Now it's time to Netflix and chill. And our friend Nikki has brought in some Friday night fantasies uh, for us to divulge into. I was just going to say, though, because we're going into Thanksgiving it's a little more kid theme this week, so uh, a little more family family friend friendly fantasies. I say that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Nikki from the Blonde Blitz, and here are my week eleven fantasy starts. You just kissed yourself a princess, and I'm about to do it again. This week, I've got a crush on Saquon Barkley. Oh. I know it wasn't so great in Dallas last week, but he did have 13 carries and three targets. The volume is there, and I think it will be even more against the Commanders. I am infatuated with the Cleveland Browns defense. Returning oh. to a really solid unit and a great streaming option for your team. In the last three or four games, they have scored 13 or more fantasy points. Their ceiling is high, and I think it will be even higher against the Steelers. But this week, my heart belongs to C.J. Stroud. Oh. No rookie growing pains here for CJ. In the last two games, he's combined for 826 passing yards and seven touchdowns. And he's got a real favorable matchup against an Arizona defense. It's eighth in giving up fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Dogs were having puppies long before our time. <laughs> That's it for week 11, everybody. Good luck, and I will see you in week 12 for some Thanksgiving football.
and they lived happily ever after. All right. Well, you. <laughs> sometimes I don't know what goes through my head sometimes. All right. I don't, th- I don't think we're going to get on ESPN anymore, bro. I think those days are over. He's <laughs> on the phone right now. I know it. <laughs> I- <laughs> All right, well, let's move it along before I get sued. All right, Sunday morning, don't forget, follow us, wake up with us. We got lots of good content for you. Um, And, you know, don't forget Ariel's in the house as well. Justin, you're going to be in Ireland on Sunday. Isn't that isn't that correct? Is it this Sunday? Yes, or is it? All right. Yes, so, well, good luck. Safe travels. I hope you enjoy. I know you told why I know you told wifey you wouldn't be on the show, but we all know you'll be sneaking off to, to jump on the show, you know, forget Ireland and having a good time. Yeah, whatever. Uh, well, from St. Pat's Cathedral. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, 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 I'll live stream from the Guinness brew house. Nice. Yes. yes. Best uh, place I ever drank a Guinness in my life. It's like syrup. I don't even like U.S. Guinness. That uh, Guinness from that brew house is the smoothest thing I ever tasted in my life. It is awesome. You must do it. Well, you heard it here first. Enjoy yourself, Justin. We appreciate you, my friend. Wake up with us on Sunday. Um, we'll get you set for your lineup set. We got some betting props for you as well. We'll have all lots of good stuff. And, of course, the dingus word of the day that's exciting gotta love that on sunday mornings all right guys well we appreciate you good luck and we are out what happened what happened to jordan